0: Cause Elucid just hears shit. Yes. Like he'll hear some outside, shit. I'm It'll be a person with one follower on SoundCloud and 15 plays. They'll like, yo, check this out. And next week it'll be at a million
1: spins. You know what I'm saying? Up, straight up. Elucid like, does that. This cat despot that I know. I know, was I know Always despot, yeah. the first person to say some shit where you're like, like, he was the first person to ever tell me about Earl's sweatshirt. I'm in the and, second
0: uh, wave. Like I'm the person right behind Elucid will be like, check it out. I'm the dude right behind him that like I'm like oh y'all should check this out but I'm never the first one I'm like the fourth person. so this <laughs> it's the Almanac rap show I got opinions in the all factual no news just information that you won't be able to use unless you're at a dinner party trying to impress who's in attendance with endless tidbits of nonsense we're gonna have a good time I promise you two rabbit holes ready deep dives pulling out old interviews from the archives styles, fads, trends all of that the Almanac of Rap. Welcome to The Almanac of Rap, the show that used to be a whole other podcast called Bad With Names. My name is Don Will, and I'm your host for the series. Today's episode features archival audio from an interview I conducted with Elucid and Billy Woods of the group Arm Hammer. The original interview aired in 2015 when they were fresh off the release of their second album. Furtive Movements, and on the cusp of releasing two solo albums, Today I Wrote Nothing by Billy Woods and Save Yourself by Elucid, which just got a double vinyl repress. Since this interview, they've had a string of critically acclaimed releases. Their new album, We Buy Diabetic Test Strips, drops this week. Uh, wait, did you guys know that this was a real thing? Not the album itself. The album itself is a very real thing. It's been a long time coming, and I'm super excited to listen to it. I'm talking about the whole buying diabetic test strips as a side hustle. I had no idea it was a real thing until I was researching this album and stumbled across a few YouTube tutorials like this one.
2: That's an interesting business. Not too much people talk about this. How did you get started into this business? How did you find out about it? Scouring the internet, um, YouTube, um, trying out different business models. And I came across the business model from someone doing the business on YouTube. What kind of marketing do you do and how can you start getting phone calls? Um, There's 30 million diabetics in the country. So it's very easy to find people who have these supplies. Right. Um, So, you know, word of mouth, you know, possibly making a Facebook post, right? Instagram post, hey, I buy diabetic supplies. And would you say this business have a lot of competition? Is it saturated or is this business more so a business where not a lot of
0: people really know about it
2: yeah not a lot of people know about it it's wide open
0: the american medical system is wild all right back to the episode so i figured that now was a good time to revisit the interview we did to get a glimpse of a group that is in constant motion and still gaining momentum this interview was recorded at the top of 2015 and listening back, it's really cool to hear Woods and Elucid talk about hopefully getting the chance to tour, a thing that they've done many times over at this point. It was also very interesting to hear myself making an early iteration of this exact show. Yep, the good old days of free-form, unedited conversation before I started scripting and properly researching for interviews. It's almost like looking at baby pictures. Oh. We also talk about the origins of their group, the name Arm and Hammer and their creative process. All right, let's get into it. Well, what's the origin story for Arm and Hammer? You know what I'm saying, like, because I just I feel like the name just I knew the name and then because we're actually
1: in the place where we met.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, where? Right. So. We're, uh the, we're first in time, the, the first time. So, was,
2: um,
1: so the first so time was at the that's end bad. of every year. Uh, backwards, the record label backwards and um, along with uncommon music. Backwoods is yours. Uncommon music. It's early in the morning, man. It is uncommon. Uncommon Backwoods is yours, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I started it, and now I have a part. I've had a partner for the last since maybe like two thousand five. I started it in two thousand one, and now there's more people involved. But yeah, so Backwoods, Uncommon Music. At the time, it was just those two, I think. Um, we we're, we're do this end of the year show, and, le- and since then we've had other people uh, come on board. What's it called? Um, you, didn't you perform at it once? It's called, it's called Yule Prog. Yule Prog, yes. yeah, Yule Prog. Yeah. I
0: was supposed to perform at it, but I was in Cincinnati. Oh, so I, I think Bond came through.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, um, so anyway, we, we do this Yule Prog show. NASA really came up with it, and he's instrumental in setting it up. And he came to backwards and was like, "Would you guys be interested in doing this? And like doing an end of the year show every year?" And it was like, "Cool," and um, and so we started doing it. And in one of the early ones, our first one at Southpaw, probably, we're setting the lineups, and you know, I'm like, "Oh, this and that, blah blah blah," and then he's like, "I there's this artist named Lucid who's really dope, who I think we should get on there." And I was like, all right, cool. And it worked out in some way where Elucid ended up being the headliner, even though we weren't technically... I
2: had no songs out.
1: <laughs> I think the other person who... The most famous person went right before Lucid, and they had some sort of time commitment where they couldn't go last or something like that. And two, so,
0: Two questions real quick. Was that... Elucid, what period was that? Was that with the spaceships over? Yeah, mm, yeah it was one that time. Sub-Based Diet. Sub-Based Diet, okay, yeah, yeah. Sub-Based Diet was crazy. Yeah. And also... Was that when Yule Prague was at that uh, restaurant? No, it was like, right no, here. No, no, no it's right it right oh, oh, like it had just moved to South Park. Okay, for okay, I'm thinking about time. the restaurant that you used to perform at from time to time. Like right off of Myrtle, I think. Restaurant. Uh maybe it was like, like
2: Five Spot Cafe or something like that. It was
0: like some Spanish spot or some shit. Cantalina or whatever. I don't remember. All right,
2: right. <laughs> okay, so anyway,
1: he was he was the last person to rock at that show. At the time I was still in a group,
2: I think. Yeah, I think uh, Super Chrome was yeah, still Yeah, I was still it. in this group,
1: whatever. And um, and so anyway, he went last. And I remember uh, I hadn't checked out any of the music, being the oblivious person that I am. NASA said, this dude is good. Let's have him on there. I was like, word. So I'm like, let me see this dude perform. And Lucy came out. And I remember also because it's the sort of type of thing. When, when you're at indie rap shows, there aren't a lot of uh, black women there generally very true um, in new york city <laughs> or was, otherwise sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's not that way in other places anyway so i wait and i remember he was rocking and there were like five black women there who were like excited to see him perform and i was like all right so dude is clearly doing something That's right
2: co-sponsored by miss jesse's you know
1: I don't, I don't know what was going on <laughs> but i was like man these girls are cute anyway he rocked it was a great set and i was like man that was really impressive and then i went home and i watched that video Sign of the Times different Automatic here. Writing. Yeah, automatic writing. Shout out and Brooklyn Lazulu. Like, this is fucking great. I mean it was a great video, Ali, great video, and uh and one of my favorite elucid songs. And so then I was like, Oh shit, I should do something with this dude and hit him up. Then we did a song and I got blown out of the water. Is that Freedman's Bureau? Like, I, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't get. That's usually what makes water, big groups. Bureau. I don't know, no, no. I don't know what you consider blown was, out, but I think that was the first it was song. Bank though. of America. Okay. And then I was like, "Man, I had a pretty good verse, but I was destroyed here." And so then I was like, "All right, I need to approach this more carefully." <laughs> and so then we did some songs, and then he was like, "We did some joints for I was just starting to do my solo shit because the group had collapsed ignominiously," and um, and then I did something for his co- favorite shit, and I don't really remember. I think it was my idea that we do, but then when I suggested, of course, the loser was like, "Yeah, I was thinking that."
0: So I was like, all right. It's one of, just one of those natural fits that kind of just happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was definitely
1: like uh, I had not heard any music or anything. It was a live performance so I was like, this shit is
2: really good yeah, and different. I'm, I'm really yeah. into that. I'm really into judging rappers based on their live show. There's, yep. a, there's a lot of people was like, I dig, you know, you know, the recorded, but like, let me see it live and feel it. Something that, that comes across. Yep. Yeah. So there's certain artists out there that are like, I, I prefer their live show more than their, their recorded material, you know? For sure. I, can y'all make some noise for Elusive? Yeah! Wow. Brooklyn, yeah,
0: Brooklyn. Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yo, so all right, a, a brief origin story. I want to brief because I know that like when I'm, I knew about you. Vaughn gave me the one of your like early, early Elusive mixtapes. I I stumbled across that shit the other day too. Oh wow! But. I feel like you're a bit of an enigma, you know what I'm saying, like, for me. Like I I just know you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. I've known you for a long time, but I don't really know the history. Word. And I'm sure my listeners, and the listeners wanna know the history of both, you and Billy, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I,
1: you could call me Woods, though. Woods, but. Let's <laughs> not stand on ceremony. I wanna add a question to your question. Okay. Which is, cause to me, as part of answering that, I'm curious about, like, when I think about Lucid, like you said, everybody who's a fan of Lucid has a different entry point. Yeah, and all of the entry points and projects are radically different Yeah, because I feel like there's that super early stuff which I came in at the very tail end because you could probably say sub based diet is the tail end of like the early stuff I never heard smash and grab and those oh, sorts okay. of things progress um, which, <laughs> yeah. w- which are kind of like the a mishmash man. of minimalism and like s- before that he was doing stuff over other people's beats then there's like the Concrete sound system, jungle, extra noisy shit, noise. And then after that, there's Madman Only, which is nothing like what he's doing now. Yeah. So I just I find it interesting also how that evolution.
2: See, my point of
0: place, man. My point of entry. Answer your question now. I just wanted to add (laughs) on to it. I'll I'll give my point of entry first, though. My point of entry was like I don't even. I think it was progress. Yeah, I think because I, I want to say, what's timeline? that one like?
2: You were like rapping over other people's beats, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Uh some of it was other people's beats. Some, someone was real. Like there was a Heatmakers joint on there that I kind of had I connect with, and I got Heatmakers beat that they weren't using. <laughs> it was like right mm, in the middle or towards the tail end of like the dip set. Yeah, line. yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was real geek to get the Heatmakers heat beat on there. So yeah, we did something. I went on there. to college like, with those dudes. No, uh, you had the Heatmakers beat. Yeah, original? yeah, yeah.
0: Like I caught his shit cause Vaughn sent me a, a CD in the mail. I've never heard so what does this sound what does Pro, I've never even heard progress. I can send it to you. I still There's one song that sticks out of the beat is like doon doon do doom. And it's like got the little sprinkly wind chimey. <laughs> I
1: guess I mean stylistically.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I really, I haven't even heard that record in so long, man.
0: Yeah, like, stylistically, it was like some kind of dark, grimy street sounding shit. It sounded like some shit you would play after midnight. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I was probably
2: like at that time, like uh, I'm still a huge Beanie Seagull fan. Yeah. Styles piece. so it was like in and, that in that range, but not as uh, maybe like rugged, ignorant. Willfully ignorant type shit, and the cadence was always there, but just the production style and and the flow. But
0: and yeah, I was gonna say your vocal tone is definitely it's it's more gruff and it's it's more like you sound more like you sound more like yourself. If that if that makes any sense, but like back then, like lyrically, nothing could fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? But he he definitely like his his voice matured. Like he's he's like he got more.
2: It was a little higher pitch back then uh, too. Yeah, I was like uh. I don't think I even smoked weed at the
0: time.
1: Uh. Vordo used to say, "Rappers, all rappers come in shouting." Yeah, I was definitely a shouter. And then you like because you to don't stop you know shouting. you don't
0: understand that There's a mic yeah. in front of you. you know? uh.
1: Although then also sometimes it's like you look back in the early joints, you'd be like, ah, oh, that. Even though I was shouting on that, there's some energy in that. that yeah, i sure. I'm not sure I could summon that up today at the ripe old age. <laughs> Red,
0: green, gold. Now you see how we hold. The x plan couldn't stop my black soul on ice. Dripping out Eldridge meat, cleaving your face. Bring the knife to the gunfight. She thought about that. Bobby Seal couldn't keep me under wraps.
2: Yo, Bobby Seal couldn't keep me under wraps. I'm still that way, though. Like scared when people Hear shit Yeah I don't I don't like I don't let people Hear shit until it's done I don't like to hear it, You know what I mean Like Yeah Sometimes Things that I like Or well, things that I don't like um, People are like Yo that's your best shit That's usually what people like See I don't know Whatever you know And things that i really 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 into People are like eh. Yeah But I don't let people hear. I don't like to hear people Hear shit until it's Complete you know That's funny because I think of you And maybe that
1: just shows Exactly what sort of A misanthrope I am Like <laughs> hiding alone in a basement. But I think of a Lucid as being really like open-minded to playing people's stuff. Because I'd be like, I don't know, I dated people who are like, I've heard two songs off your album and it's almost done. You know, because yeah. I just, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, I get really, uh, I really get into just being like, oh well, I don't want to play things for people out of context at times. And actually knowing him, I feel like I've loosened up somewhat. Because we'd do Arm and Hammer songs, and I'm not talking about strangers, but like I wouldn't even send producers to shit, back in the day yeah. before I knew him, and then I would, he'd be like, you know, some mutual friend or some producer who ne- didn't even necessarily produce that song would be like, I heard that shit you did, it's dope. And I'm like, what shit? What's going on? <laughs> you know, like you feel like somebody just like, went through your like, drawers and stuff. Like a Sony, you know? it's like
0: the Sony leak or something. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, like,
1: but then, you know, I, I feel like I re- at least working with him, I've relaxed where it's like when we do Arm & Hammer projects, I know that certain people will be like, oh, I heard this or that. And it's fine. You yeah, know? It's, it's just small, all in so my big. head worrying about stuff. Yeah. But it's even a, with my own solo stuff, it's like. I feel like I'm more open to letting people hear it now, but still, uh, it wouldn't ever be somebody who's not involved in it in some way, I guess.
0: So, like, along the same token, like, what's, what's the Woods origin story? You know what I'm saying? Like, where. Uh, in terms of when I started rapping, yeah, like like when you started rapping and where music came into your life, I guess uh when we moved back to the United States, that
1: was really my first introduction to i was I was turning thirteen and um and so I'd listened to lots of music before, but that's really the age where you start being like you know forging your own identity yeah. in a lot of different yeah. ways, and then also, I was moving back here, and uh, I had a lot of adjusting to do with the way that things are in America. Part of that was like, okay, you know, music became something that I turned to. Like the for my first night here, actually, my first night moving back to the U.S. I'm about I'm twelve years old, and then I saw the um, do the right thing. Okay. And that movie just blew me away on <laughs> it's multiple powerful film levels. Powerful you first know, night. Here. I, yeah, <laughs> it, it blew me away. Still resonates. Multiple levels. It was, it, was, you know? it was uh, and I'm a big Spike Lee fan. Although, Red, that Red Hook movie
0: was awful. That was horrible. Man!
1: I mean, he just that totally fumbled so the bad. ball on so many levels. But anyway, to, to stay on topic, Okay. Uh, All right. we moved back here. I see that movie, and I'm just blown away by Public Enemy. First tape I ever bought was uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions, and then I, I bought Fear of a Black Planet after that. So those were the first two things I ever owned and i was just really really blown away by it all and just with my family history it'd been a lot of stuff about like revolution and things like that really resonated with me and was interesting and so i was really into public enemy and then uh, from there i was just really into music for a long time and i was always really into the lyrics like those public enemy albums it would always be the cassette had a fold out with all the lyrics inside and um I was into a lot of those records, but I really didn't start thinking about doing it myself until I met uh, Vortal Mega from Cam Wax. Okay. Um, and then we developed a friendship, and he was the type of person who would always be like, oh, you rap, or what, are you, like, he'd always want to freestyle and just be like, and, you know, you'd be like, you can actually rap. I am garbage. And, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, then you'd be like, well, I'll try, because he made it feel accepted and, like, made you feel situation like you know and so then uh, and then I wrote I wrote my first rhyme of my own I guess in 1997
0: you don't have to say it but do you remember the first rhyme you wrote
1: Like I remember a line that was in it that had to do with Fidel Castro I'm not going to say it. it's pretty cheesy and uh, that's it but I wrote it it didn't have a long life. Try, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the line could be. I wrote it. I rhymed it to my friend. Like the only, I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling nervous about this. Rhymed it to him. He was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. And so that, <laughs> which that is was why like, you don't let anybody hear your
0: stuff. <laughs> was, Full circle. That was the end of that one. Billy Woods is a
2: lyrically clever, shadowy, and kind of esoteric rapper currently based out of New York. One of my favorite MCs of the past several years or so. Once part of the Super Cron Flight Brothers, uh, he's actually been working in another duo recently,
0: Armand Hammer, with another New York-based MC, Elucid. And even the sweet blood of Jesus. I hate saying the film's name. You like, said Jesus like 30 times. Jesus! Jesus. This is actually a low-key... Uh, sanctified episode right here. This is a religious podcast. <laughs> um, this is a Christian podcast, <laughs> We're we, we should definitely is. go
1: from this into discussing...
2: Uh, Elusa's next album, then. Right,
0: let's do it. Uh, what
2: is your next album? Save Yourself.
0: Save Yourself. Save Yourself.
2: Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh we underway, maybe about uh, 40% into it. It'll be out maybe for, like September.
0: So why Save Yourself, though?
2: I've been working on that idea for a minute. Uh, it just seems kind of relevant for life, where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's fire.
1: It's really, really good, and you haven't even really dipped that far outside of the production circle. Everything, yet, yeah, so everything
2: so far. That's why I say it's forty percent. Everything that um, maybe probably eighty five of that forty percent has been all like self produced. Oh uh, shit! Type, type, so so now I'm kind of like just stepping out and just getting beats from other people, and I'm going to like that phase two. Yeah, yeah. Just getting some new sounds. So you wouldn't go all the way self produced. I ain't ready for all that. Like I'm, I'm an MC. I'm yeah. an MC. I just fuck with beats. So I got that 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 chamber where I wanted to lock in for the album. I got that. Now I need to step out.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: He did a bunch of beats on my next album too. So. And what's your next one called? Uh it's coming out in a few months. It's called Today I Wrote Nothing.
0: That sounds like That's the my first time entire... I said the
1: title of this album actually. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Exclusive. <laughs> but the, your title, the title of your album literally sounds like my entire year <laughs> Like when it comes to rap. It's like every day I'm just like, I should write something. Man. <laughs> that's where I. That's where I was, and not
1: only with rap, but with anything except for my day job stuff, and um, uh, and so that's why I kind of. It's uh, it's actually the title of this book by this Russian absurdist writer, but uh, it when I encountered the book in a very strange scenario, um, the title and the book itself were interesting to me, and uh, and that's where I was at. I hadn't been able to do anything. Got people waiting for verses. Curly Castro, waited for verse for mad long, because I was, like, writing, I was like, this shit, this is garbage. After we did... Um, Furtive Movements? Yeah, after we did Furtive Movements, I just just went into, like, a shutdown phase where I couldn't really do anything. And then I wrote an album very quickly, and I like it.
2: Yeah, like, a month and a half? to If that? No, it, from start to finish? It was, no. it was pretty no, quick.
1: No, it was probably, like... Uh, Probably like three and a half, certainly the fastest by far that I've ever done an album. Birds fly high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on, you know how I feel. Birds fly high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on, you know how I feel. Last time I was out west, I went to Aesop Rock had just moved into a new crib and I went to his house and dude moved with a booth. He has like a physical booth yeah. that he takes with him places. And so I was thinking about that because he was talking about how like for him, like rap just takes up so much of his life and time. And I was thinking, man, if I had... He has a monument to rap in his room. It's like yeah, a fucking it's a statue, statue of rap. you a rap, and there's like... A a full studio booth, you know, (laughs) because when I was talking to Aesop, he was like, yeah, you know, like that's literally rap takes up X amount of time in my life. And I mean, rap takes up a lot of my life, but a lot of times I'm also waiting. Right. Like I have shit written and worked on and I'm just waiting to make the schedule so I can see if the shit works. Because you never really know it works. Yeah it's recorded yeah like you can have some shit that seems ill at your house but until it's recorded you're not really sure what's up with it sometimes if i've waited a long time to record something and i have like four or five joints that i think are good i'm going over there i'm amped you know you get to the studio i'm like green i'm ready to go i like knock them out one by one by one because i've spent so much time thinking and planning about how i'm gonna do the song and then you have that, you know, like that whole studio experience of like coming home and being like, I'm about to listen to my shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there is a cool aspect to that of definitely, being like yeah, definitely. <laughs> I went there to do this, I came fully prepared, I knocked it out, and then I have this big revelatory experience of like things that I've been living with for a month, two months, purely in my head, suddenly being tangible. Yeah. It's like
0: giving birth almost. Billy Woods is a rapper one of the best rappers of his generation, and in my opinion, to ever do it. But I'm not here to tell you why he's good, that's pretty easy to tell if you're paying attention. He's obviously talented. I'm here to talk about how you can write like him. Well, more importantly, how you can learn from his writing. I wouldn't recommend trying to copy him. You'll likely fail, and I doubt that you've got his unique background that's part of what makes his perspective so captivating. So I wanted to touch on the name Armand Hammer. Like Where's the name from?
1: Uh, I thought up the name and then the main discussion,
2: uh, we, we, it, it was interpreted differently. You yours was a uh, arm and hammer, as in the baking well, soda. Well, yeah, I was like, like but baking sp- I baking soda, soda. I visually. <laughs> but I
1: was also oh, thinking, for that one? I was also thinking two things, like two objects: an arm and a hammer. Yeah. That together, then it's a something that works differently. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean? A hammer can't do anything on its own. Your arm obviously can do things. It cannot.
0: But not as powerful. Yeah, like, so. You can't break a brick unless you're
1: <laughs> So it was like, yes, it's two things. Yes, it's baking soda. Um, yes, it's also kind of an aspect of like the hammer and sickle. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and just that's, like That's a, what
0: I thought. Just like,
1: a, 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 I don't know, I grew up in a family um, that was really into, my father was really into stuff like that, like revolutionary ideology. Yeah. And so there was always like slogans and like iconography. You know what I mean? Of, um, of the move, of whatever
0: various movements that they were. The name itself, Arm and Hammer, is such a strong name. Like, that shit is fun to say, and it sounds, it matches the music in a way. You yes. know what I'm saying?
1: If only I had put that level of thought into my own rap name. <laughs> Could have gone far in this game.
2: Honestly, nope. like, the Ty and Morgan thing was kind of inspiring, is that you had three dudes. Yeah, but Tanya Morgan's a woman it's like that persona thing, like three people as one. How did like, that actually like happen? Corporation type shit, you know what I mean? So I, I, mean, w- you I was thinking about that when I was like arm and Hammer as a name. I was definitely thinking about the Tanya Morgan thing as well. There's no, you know, nobody who's not. Who <laughs> <laughs> would a fishing universe rhythms then I'm pocketing it my percentage. Men I slide, deliver plug and them through my riddles. Splitting hair precision, divide your tender fiddles what
0: you want, huh? New Year's, are you resolutions folk? Do you guys make any sort of year-based goals? For this year, all I really thought about was, um,
1: you know, for the label last year, we, we were pretty quiet. We did the Furtive Movement record, and, um, and thank you to everybody. We saw some sales at the end of the year and everybody who wrote about it. You know, I know it was kind of an EP and it didn't get a big push. Um, it was only on vinyl. But uh, I appreciate everybody came out and supported that. But it was a quiet year. We just did that little EP. And, um, and so this year, we're gearing up for three releases. Uh, doing this today, I Wrote Nothing, my solo. And then uh, doing this Henry Canyons record. Shout out to Henry Canyons in L.A. And then we got Save Yourself. So it's a big year. And uh, you know, hoping that it goes really well. I'm sure it will. I mean, I, I love the records, and I have a I, that that one's not even done. But I'm not even worried about where that one's gonna be. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm just pretty amped about that. And I guess if I did have a New Year's res- resolution, it's uh, to get on the road more. Mm. Um, and I have a dream scenario in which we're able to do some sort of like short backwards tour where it's like uh, woods, Henry Canyons, Elucid. Then we could also like do an Arm and Hammer set at some point.
0: That would be um, dope,
1: Yeah, I feel like that would be a ill self contained tour. Maybe add one other person or something like that would be nice. Um, and then yeah, whatever. Just trying to get out on the road more.
0: And, and I'm sure, Lucid, your your New Year's resolution is save yourself. Save yourself, man. That's, that's it. Right. <laughs> that's all. And that's all encompassing. Like you know, what I'm saying, that's like it. It. that's, that's it. it. That's resolution laser enough. Laser
2: focus. So yeah.
0: 2015, new year, new me. You on that. First page of 365. (laughs) What is that? This is the first page of a 365 page chapter. And that's our episode. You can find out more about Elucid, Billy Woods, Arm & Hammer, and their label Backwoods at the link in the episode description. Man, they got a lot of heat over there. All right, let me roll the credits. The Almanac of Rap is a working creative production. This episode was written and hosted by me, Don Will, with music provided by Von P. of Tanya Morgan. Special thanks to Steel Tip Dove for recording and engineering the original interview with Armand Hammer. Before we get out of here, here's a clip of me doing the sign-off from Bad With Names, the podcast I used to host that this audio came from. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say it to the mic. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a time, man. And I'll see you guys next time on The Almanac of Rap. Stay whimsical.